It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Western and Southern Financial Group. Put our financial strength behind you. Visit westernsouthern.com. Now that's the way you come ripping back with a new theme song. Thank you to Cam Miller for that. In fact, let's crank that bad boy back up again. Come on, man. bring it, Cam. Here we go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome into the Gym Day Podcast, everyone. So glad you have joined us. And so glad to be back. There shouldn't be a question. We were coming back. You knew it, right? With baseball present, baseball past. Yeah. Oh, we're going to share some stories. Oh, we're going to share some laughs. You can book it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm really not worthy to have a theme song, but uh, again, Cam Miller, thank you very much. Cam put together like three different versions of that. So you're going to hear those uh, coming up on this new season of the Gym Day Podcast. If you are just picking us up, thank you. And we're still spreading the word about this podcast, even though we're a few million downloads in. I said million. So thank you out there for the loyal support. And if you haven't already, uh, we would love for you to rate and review this podcast. But number one is subscribe, because when a new episode comes out, you will have it right there, queued up and ready to rock and roll. Now, when I started this thing, I told you then, I've told you a few times along the way that I had no idea where this thing was going. Not a clue. I still really don't. And that's the, the beauty of this forum. And one of the reasons that I started this was to do the long form interviews because I was didn't have the outlet to do them anymore. And it's when you can share some stories and share some laughs. And really get to know player or whoever I'm interviewing at that time. So you're still going to have those coming up. But this season we might go off in a little, a couple different directions. You'll have the long form interviews, but you're also going to have some shorter form interviews as well. In the past we would have sort of a this is your life type interview. Let's say with, let's just throw out a name like Jonathan India. 
and we wouldn't have him on the rest of the season. Whereas now we might, you know, have some of those bigger names on a few times, but they will be shorter interviews. Let's say I can just catch up with them in the dugout for 10 minutes at a time. Talk about something topical. So you may see that. And another thing we're going to add to the mix, in fact, we're going to do it right here on this episode, is we're going to have some correspondence. We're going to have a, a group of people that we go to, whether they be some of my fellow broadcasters or some writers, uh, and who knows who else along the way. But we'll go to periodically uh, to do some shows with, and again, to talk topically about some things. So you'll see some more topical things going forward. And again, it's whatever we're feeling at the time. So who knows? That's the plan now, but that could change. But I can tell you that no matter what happens, I will put my heart and soul into this podcast. It's been very fun. And uh, again, just so glad to be back. Now, speaking of big names, next week, Joseph Daniel Vado. It's become a tradition that when Vado shows up to spring training, we've done a podcast. We did it again this season. It's already been recorded. Did like an hour and 20. Anytime you can get that dude to sit down for more than, than an hour, you have certainly done something. And I've said this before, and it just seems like it's the norm that you hear different sides of Joey Votto every time. And you're going to get that again on this edition coming up next week, in which we really, I mean, we have some laughs, but we talk about a few serious subjects that at one time he literally had me tearing up. And he kind of, I'm not hearing it in his voice, but was getting emotional about a couple of things that we talked about. So that is next week. Joey Votto, it will be opening day week. Red's opening on the road a little different, but opening day week will feature Joey Votto. We will be efforting guys like Jonathan Indian, some of the bigger names of the Reds. And so I look forward to that. Again, no idea where this bad boy's going, but that's also the beauty of it. Now, coming up on this edition, a couple of my dudes to kind of preview the season, the podcast season, not necessarily the red season. If you've noticed, we didn't talk a whole lot of baseball on here. <laughs> we probably should talk more. We will talk more hard-nosed baseball at times with like pitching coach Derek Johnson. And when we sit down players, obviously we talk about baseball. But as you know, if you've a regular to this podcast, we like to talk about things off the field and life and humanizing these people. So we will be previewing the upcoming podcast season with two guys that are going to be correspondents. And when we sat down to do the interviews, they had no idea I was going to ask them to be a regular on this show. But uh, one of which is, is my dude, Sam McCure. Uh, he had a couple of episodes last season, which were very popular. And me and John Sadak just hit it off from the get-go. One, he ups the IQ level of the show immensely. As you all know, I consider myself a dummy. He is far from that. But he's a guy that's locked into many, many things, um, one being pop culture. So we will talk to both of those guys coming up, and I will pose that question. Will you be a correspondent? We'll see what their answers are. Once again, thank you so much for returning. Thank you for listening to the Jim Day podcast. I am humbled and I am honored to be talking to you right now. And without further ado, let's get on with it. John Sadak, welcome back to the Jim Day podcast. Hello, Robot Jim Day. It's good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was robotic, wasn't it? That was a little. That was a little much. It does not fit this palatial home that you have out here in Arizona. <laughs> now, I'm not sure. I'm not on that upgrade list where I get the, you know the big size room. You got the dual mirrors on the side of the bed. <laughs> this is this is legit. You know, it's audio, so they can't see how much you're lying right now. <laughs> Don't worry, I passed the masseuse on the way in. I, I made sure to give a tip. I had my butler <laughs> open the door for him. And we're waiting on snacks right now. Not, not even close. But, you know, someone's got to be out here in Arizona to do this job. I'm just thankful to be here, John, as always. I am as well. Now, you've gotten more time than us. You've been here since mid-February are you a resident of Arizona now I think I will soon be eligible to vote okay great uh, I've been here since February 14th Valentine's Day well how romantic romantic that the wife kicked me out of the house that day <laughs> and uh, like, I'm going to Arizona now uh, no I was out here to cover minor league camp how about that when there was a lockdown going on but the early minor league camp happened so they're like ship him out there which was actually invaluable because I, I always make it to the backfields anyways. I'll, I'll just go back there to meet guys. But I was able to spend, you know, a lot of time. So I'm uh, not an authority, but I could tell, you know, a lot about the minor league system now, which is what they're gearing towards, building within. So it was great to get to see those guys and know those guys. So it was invaluable, actually. Well, it's certainly valuable for me personally because we can go to you during some of these big league spring training telecasts <laughs> yeah. when you have huge moments for guys like Ellie De La Cruz oh, yeah. and Matt McLean and and uh, some rising names that I was really eager to see and you you get to see him even more regularly back there. I do, and uh, I got to tell you, this is uh, you know I'm not just blowing smoke. The I can see the future. I can now see it. What they have in mind and seeing these guys firsthand. And there's just more talent than on the whole. You know, they always had talented guys, obviously, but they got a large group of them now. So that's kind of what you need to do, as you know. I'm not telling you anything. You've spent a lot of years in the minor leagues. you got to um, have a lot of guys and hope that one out of three pans out. Yeah, that's basically the math. I mean, yeah. heck, you even look at first-rounders that even appear in the major leagues, and these are guys that are yeah. getting you know million-dollar signing bonuses on the whole. Um, it's not a huge hit rate. So there's, it's not because they're not good. It's not because yeah. the scouting's not good. Stuff happens along the way. So you're right, man. You, you need to have it in large number uh, because that's going to be about your return. But if you can strike at that return rate, you're doing incredibly well. You're, you're going to win. Yeah, no doubt. And you saw uh, firsthand Ellie De La Cruz. I've been singing his praises, and people are like, oh, man, you've told me this guy. You know, the guy's going to be good before. But I've used the word special for him, which I don't use very often. I try not to use the word special for players. But this kid's something, So, and he's just getting going. So it's going to be exciting. And all the, the their top prospects, you know, I'm not going to lie, through the years, some of them are like, I don't think that's a very good guy right there. All of them are good dudes. Now, who knows? They could change, and they could, you know, big league us in the future. But uh, right now, they're all. It seems like their their makeup is good too. Which I know the Reds are doing their homework on that as well. Not just drafting uh, players talent wise, they're drafting people too. So there's a lot to be said for that. That's part oh, of the no culture doubt. and team building. And and I think if you look at the organizations that built from within that way, that ha achieved the greatest major league success, they had that. Uh, that simpatico kind of dynamic. Yeah. And oftentimes those players played and even moreover won together. Right. Uh, because one of the truisms of the minors for many years is that 
winning kind of sort of doesn't matter, which is generally true. It's really mostly about skill development. And to be blunt, at the lowest thresholds of the minor leagues, there's usually one to five guys on a team Mm -hmm. that everybody knows really have a legit shot. And then the rest are, they believe, and they're capable, and maybe one every five years could make it. Most won't. Most are there basically to play games for the prospects to have a chance to hone their skills to be ready when they go to the highest level Uh, but I do believe when you look at organizations that that built that way the teams that one of the bigs learned how to win there and there is something to that even though the, the the skill development supersedes the winning learning how to win is its own real thing I could agree with you more I've been preaching it for years I mean especially pitchers um you know if you're not in a nail biting time in the minors and find find your way out of it and through it and win for your team. How how are you going to learn? You don't want to learn that at the major league level. There are guys that get to the major leagues and not really had that, and it freaks them out. The ninth inning is different. I don't care what level you're on. Pitching in the eighth and ninth inning is different. And if you haven't had that pressure consistently, so or winning, I I think winning as a team is vital in the minor leagues. And a vital. giant giant part of that is the sense of trust that you build. Yeah, when you win communally and together. The, the blunt reality in baseball is your epic stars are going to fail. They're not going to come through in a few of those big spots. Yeah. But when they can depend upon and readily, regularly see their teammate pick up that spot, it provides a sense of calm and swagger that you can't teach. That it can only be achieved through like going through it together. No doubt about it. All right, I'm going to ask you this. I've waited to ask you this question until we started recording because you know I want the legit answer. We need correspondents on this show to go to from time to time, topically, and you're on my list. Will you be a Jim Day podcast correspondent? Are you presenting me with a rose? Is this the bachelor right now? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Jim Day. Yes. Heck yes. You know I love the Jim Day podcast, and I love you, and all things branded Jim Day as you continue to branch out in your corporate domain. (laughs) Wow, I've uh, I've never had it quite put that way. That's beautiful. Yes, John, will you accept this? Rose? <laughs> will you accept this rose, please? Decidedly, yes. <laughs> now, just like the show, The Bachelor, I'm going to give out a few other roses. Oh, that's okay. No, <laughs> just... There's no jealousy here. No judgment. I'm I'm more than okay with that. We're all one big family. <laughs> that's good. Hey, we get to travel this year. Oh my! How goodness. about that? So I'm going to be able to lock into the dynamic that is john sadak and i know you probably got written into your contract you've got to have limos of course pick you up to and from you've got to have sweets you've got to have a, a chef uh, get catered to so i'm you know it's it's i guess good to be john sadak's friend so can i tap into all those of course things? yeah there'll be a tub of m&ms only green if i find any other one they will be flung at whoever only provided green them. Wow. yes yes that was the old Eminem commercial from many years ago that uh, they the kids in the commercial were playing like a – it wasn't even a Little League game, I don't think. I think it was like Sandlot. And each color Eminem corresponded to a type of hit. And the green Eminem was the Grand Slam oh, Eminem. Oh, so, wow. The, the truth is, though, I'm going to be a little puppy dog because I don't know what I'm doing. and I'm the new guy, and I'm going to be sheepishly behind Jim Day like yeah. a five-year-old with his dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, can you introduce me? Can, can you help me? No. No, you've traveled plenty in this job, whether doing other sports or NFL. I mean, come on. Flying commercial. College basketball. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't going to mention that part. (laughs) Yeah, you know, the team charter does have its benefits. 
I'm spoiled. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Do we have like a team movie? Does everybody watch like uh, like Major League together? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> In the land of everyone has their own iPad now, so yeah. they're kind of you know on their own. And players got video game systems. They travel and. I brought my PS5 here. Really? I did. Did you really? Yeah. I love this I was up fact. last night. Hold playing, on. Uh, you brought your PS5 here uh-huh. to Arizona? Oh, yeah. I was in the middle of Horizon Forbidden West. I'm not just going to go cold turkey. I'm addicted. I'm like two-thirds of the way through the story. I need to see what happens with Aloy. No, no spoilers. I won't give away other plot lines. Well, see, I love the transparency here because a lot of people wouldn't admit that. Oh, readily admit it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, heck, in the minor leagues, like I would see players all similar to what it's like oh, yeah. in the bigs. They have these awesome consoles where they can play, you know, on the bus or on the plane with the built-in power source, and they'll set up a little land, and they'll all be playing together against each other, and it's it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's beautiful. That is great. Now, do you play against the computer, or are you going online? Because the internet here is very slow. I don't know how you would do I that. I have actually not been able to connect it to the yeah. Wi-Fi here. Right. Yeah, And, uh, so and I, if you do, it'll be too slow. It'll be yeah, too slow. yeah. So I, I'm just playing. It's just an action-adventure game mostly right now. Yeah. To be honest, I've only been able to play about maybe four hours total since I got here. So it's just that one game. I'm, I'm really... I, I get a little obsessive when I start a new game, so I've just been playing that. Uh, but when I'm home, it's a little bit of both. Wow. That is great. So are you going to travel during the season? I haven't decided yet. So uh, it's like you and I were talking, uh, you know, you're indoctrinating me to all the ways of big league travel. <laughs> I, di- I le- legit didn't know that there were often like set bags that some of the travel party could be privy to. I don't know if I would get one or not. So I have to, if I do, see what size is it, how durable is it, how safe do I feel putting something in there. I would absolutely not put it on the go. bag that you put on the truck and underneath. No. So then I have to consider, do I go get a separate, like they, I was looking this up yesterday. They sell these separate carry-on kind of Oh, bags. yeah. It's got to be a carry-on thing. The players are carrying a really nice case, you know, that you open it up and it's basically just the case opens up and it's ready to go. All right. So help me out. Who's my go-to player when I'm in the clubhouse to ask, you've got it. Where'd you get your tote? What is it? Oh, wow. I mean, there's several. I mean, there's several. Um, I know Tony Santion's a big uh, game. I remember that. I remember the Zoom sessions he mentioned. Yeah, that. he's okay. a big game. Seriously, any, any, any of them. All right. Any of them. I have to lean on the veterans. I mean, I'm a relative rook here. You know, like <laughs> last year almost doesn't count because I was, I was in a small yeah. office in downtown Cincinnati. Yeah. In, yes. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Let's just put that behind us. Uh, doing games remotely. Jim Day sound effects there. <laughs> the corporate brand continues to grow. <laughs> it does. Brought to you by uh, fill in the blanks. Um, no, yeah, there, there's plenty of players. I mean, you just when we go, see, we're, we're going from, since we're opening on the road, which is highly unusual, I'm not used to this, going straight to Atlanta from here, you'll be able to see right then who's got, who's got the gear and who doesn't. Because right. they, they definitely have it here. They my, absolutely have it here. My other uncertainty is, you know, my wife and daughter are coming out tomorrow from the yeah. day we're recording this, and they're going to be here for a week because my daughter's on spring break. Do I send the system back with her, or do I, I find something while I'm here and take Ooh. it with me to Atlanta? Such the dilemma. See, I, again, I love the transparency of this. This is just real-life issues right here. Yeah. This, this is, is this is what, you know, keeps me up at night. <laughs> what is, am I doing with my PS5? That's how tough my life is. This is problem-solving right here. I would think, although, you know, 
to get stuff shipped to you. You just never know what that timing's going to be. Yeah. So unless you could get it on Amazon, or I could, just and go you to have a, Amazon Prime, then, I do. I could well, go to a physical store here. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I would. Uh, I would do the research. I would. I would ask a player. You don't have to wait till we go to Atlanta. You can go in the facility and just. We'll just go up to guys. I'll ask them. I don't care. I'll ask them for you. What do you got? What's the gear? What should he buy? So. Although, you know, their price range might be a slightly different than yours. Yeah, I don't probably, know. Probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll just find the, the off brand generic version of whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, the knockoff version. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll go on the minor league side and ask those guys. I'm going to have like a Target bag, <laughs> just a plastic bag with a system in it. Hey, guys, it's me. <laughs> well, I apologize. I didn't supply you with M&Ms uh, here. It's okay. I mean, my rider was very clear, but it's all right. It's okay. Uh, okay. Because yeah. uh, I know, you know, again, did you have any in the limo ride over here? Did, oh, of no? course, yeah. I mean, Sven yeah. takes care of me. I mean, Sven yeah. calls ahead and asks. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's yeah. good. I just want to, you know, like Van Halen back in the day, you spoke of green M&Ms. They used to uh, put in their contract for whoever is arranging the concert that only are no brown M&Ms, hmm. and it would be in the small print. And if there were brown M&Ms, it would call out the concert promoter that they didn't read their demands oh my closely. Was this, uh, was this David Lee Roth or is this Sammy Hagar? <laughs> um, I'm gonna David Lee Roth. No, this is David yeah, Lee Roth. Okay. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. I get <laughs> yes. it. He's a rock star, you know? Yeah. So, you know, I would have had no brown M&Ms in honor of Van Halen had I had the M&Ms ready for you. But we'll do that next time. So we get to travel. I can't wait for this. Uh, I traveled at the end of last year, but those games remotely were tough, man. I mean, I, we understand the situation, but thank goodness most teams are traveling. Yes. Yes. It's, uh, the, the shows are better. I mean, and not only does it help the game call, there is a significant difference to the game call, but moreover, to just be around the team. Yeah. Like to really get a feel for and talk to people and even about non-baseball stuff and, and build up a sense of communication and of trust. And it's everything, you know. I oh. mean, you're you're great at it because you're a genuine good guy that connects with people. You don't have to butter up to me just because you're on my show. <laughs> oh, I was reading your writer. I'm sorry. <laughs> but there's such value in that. Oh, no. You, know, you, yeah. you need it. When the Especially the 2020 year. And even beginning of last year until I started traveling, I mean, I was the sideline guy who wasn't on the sidelines. <laughs> like, we want you to do the behind-the-scenes human interest stories, but you're not going to be around those humans, and you're going to be thousands of miles away. Okay. It was very difficult. Yeah, and, and the truth is, because you had forged so many relationships over such a long span of time, you could tap into that. Even with that distance, there yeah. was still a bridge you could build, and you already had some frame of reference. The reality, though, is that if that went on in perpetuity, three years, five years, ten years from now, that, that would erode into nothing. There's no doubt about it. There were players, even like Nick Castellanos. I had zero relationship with him because I wasn't around him yeah. when he first got here. Mike Moustakis, another guy that I'm just you know trying to warm up to, haven't been around him that much. We haven't been in the clubhouse, which is a, the biggest of all deals. Even at home, we're not allowed in the clubhouse. In the past, we are now. We're back in there and knock on wood and fingers crossed and everything <clears throat> for that. Um, but it's been tough, yeah. It's been tough to garner relationships. There are still people within the organization I have to like, who's that? I don't know who that yeah. is. When I got on the plane when I started traveling last year, 
there were people on the staff I had no idea who they were. Not coaches, just the staff. Right. No idea who they were. Hi, how you doing? Let me introduce you to me. Yeah, I mean, because that's the way I felt was that, uh, you know, the, the road games are really where there's that expanded free time because you're leaning on the home team's hit times and everything where guys are going to be out, they're going to linger, they're going to be willing and able to kind of invite and want some other communication. You're going to run into them at the hotel, you're going to be on the bus with them, where the way it was set up last year, you know, for me, I had I never met anybody before. It's my first year. Right. So when they're coming out for home BP, I mean, I have respect for that guy. Like, he's working. When he hits that field, he's doing a job. Right. So if I have a pre-existing relationship, I could maybe poke him or say something, and right. and I can read mm. him and know by his reaction, is he inviting me? Does he want a dialogue in some way? No doubt. But otherwise, I want to be respectful and keep a distance, and I feel like I'm intruding if I bother that guy. There's no doubt. And the, having the clubhouse open is just – that's where the relationships are made. That's where you you know get the information. That's where guys uh, get comfortable with you. Um, that's where you get the grief. I mean, there's plenty that will that goes around for me. Uh, <laughs> Beat it, nerd! I get that a, a ton, but let's uh, let's get updated on important stuff, John. What TV shows are you into right now? I mean, this let's hard hitting journalism. Hashtag hard hitting journalism. That's a good question. So I uh, I had finished Boba Fett, um, and what is the latest? Oh, I, I have in my queue right now. I have not watched it yet, and uh, Jamie Ramsey, Reds PR. And Mark Sheldon from Reds.com asked me about it uh, a couple of days ago. I've not yet seen the new season of Drive to Survive. Yeah. So that's next up in the queue. To be honest, I've been gaming in the limited free time I've had. <laughs> I haven't really watched it. That's that's what's coming up next. Um, and then uh, listening to a lot of podcasts. I love the Lex Friedman podcast, uh, professor at MIT. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of science-related stuff, but it's a little bit of everything. Um, I listen to Joe Rogan a lot. Uh, he has fascinating guests on yeah. and has some really cool conversations. Um, and what, then uh, I've what, been on a John Mulaney run watching his stand-up over and over. Really? Yes. I Very love nice. I love John Mulaney. Now, the MIT one, would I uh, be able to understand it? Oh, heck yeah. Well, no, come I'm, on. You're, you're a, a space dummy. nerd like me. I am a total space nerd. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, his but is, I'm also a dummy. Well, I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, <laughs> sometimes they get some guests on. It can get a little high yeah. level. But it's, it's kind of intentionally made to be digestible. And he asks for, you know, uh, more plain speak explanation of things. Um, and he, he really gets it. He's very interesting. Um, and the guests he has on, he asks good questions. And it's a lot like your show, except more science. <laughs> I am a complete science nerd. I mean, space nerd, I should say. I shouldn't say science nerd. Uh, although I do like science, but a complete space nerd. Like, I, I will listen, and this is unbl- I should, you know, full transparency. What the heck? I will listen to the actual audio of the Apollo missions, mm-hmm. like unedited, unedited, where it's, uh, can you come again? Uh, Houston, uh, this is Apollo. <laughs> you know, I'll listen to that for hours. And it's the same, you know, it's like when uh, they're running out of fuel, Neil Armstrong, Neil Armstrong's trying to land. I'm, I'm, I'm nervous every time. Like, you can do it, Neil, even though I know he made it. So I'm a total nerd. A lot of people don't realize how close that came to total disaster. 30 seconds. <laughs> that was a razor-thin margin. Yeah. Yeah. And he had to take it, you know, and fly it manually, get over some craters. 
And, uh, yeah, it got a little dicey there. I mean, yeah. they were using computers that were barely like Commodore 64s. Right. No, there's be- the phone that you have in your hand has way more power than what they use. It's amazing what they accomplished in, in the 60s. And I always point to that towards, you know, if we all had one common goal, and we could set the goals that wouldn't have to be going to the moon, but it was amazing what we accomplished with so little and so little time. Yeah. I mean, that is an amazing accomplishment of what they did. And all the derivative effects of it. I mean, so many other of the modern conveniences that we've enjoyed over the last few decades were born in some way out of the space program. No doubt. Yeah, NASA still... You know, very much some of the products we use, some of the technology is all, you know, NASA has set the stage for a lot of that. So love it. I'm a nerd, complete nerd. So I I like to go to you on pop culture because you are a pop culture phenom or well, maybe not a phenom. You're a pop culture enthusiast enthusiast. There you go. Thank you very much. I I use words for a living and could not come up with one right there. Um, Yes. In fact. Mark Sheldon, uh, also very much into pop culture. He and I had this discussion. Mark Sheldon, MLB.com. Been on this podcast before. Um, we want to have a um, pop culture quiz, if you will, or game show type thing between you two. I've heard, I've heard rumor of this. Actually, Mark spoke to me about <laughs> Did it. Did he really? Yes. <laughs> yes, we were talking uh, different strokes-related nonsense uh, yes. in the clubhouse the other day. And... Uh, yeah, I'm 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 game. I'm game. I, I I very well will lose, but I'll I'll love. I'll probably discover things that I didn't know and start going down the rabbit hole of like learning more about weird characters. And yeah. we started quizzing each other in playful fashion. Like, is the Gooch ever seen on different strokes? <laughs> Would you go to Curly's Bike Shop? <laughs> well, see, that's the thing. I'm going to have to tap into someone else to come up with hard enough questions for you guys. That would be the hardest part for me. Yeah. It's is- a- some of those details I, I would probably whiff on, honestly. Like some of the, like I like Seinfeld a lot, but yeah. people that really know Seinfeld trivia, yeah. I would struggle with. I would remember it after the answer is said, and I would remember the sensation of watching it. Um, but I, I would probably struggle with it. But I'm game. I'll give it a shot. We would have to come up with a clever name for it, pop culture something. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to come up with something. But if you're down, we'll we'll do it in the future. If, I got if, I got a crazy idea for you. Lay it on me. The Jim Day Pop Culture Contest. <laughs> That's beautiful. You got me on that one because I've said before, when we were uh, deciding to do a podcast, there were several names that were tossed around, you know, and you can use my name, last name for a lot of things, obviously. And uh, a lot of hard work and thought went into it, and we landed on the Jim Day Podcast. <laughs> so cleverly named. <laughs> What are you going to do? <laughs> so, yeah, it'll be the Jim Day pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> Why even think upon it? <laughs> Just roll with it. Hey, uh, ask you about Star Wars before. What did you think of Boba Fett? Uh, overall, I enjoyed it. I get Once the criticism. Mando came back in. Yeah, and when it became Mando <laughs> 2.5, it definitely accelerated. Yeah. It, it was a little slower. I'm just grateful for anything. I mean, like, the idea that, I mean, what do we pay? Like, nine bucks a month or whatever. And we're getting oh, this, it's way like, more than that. movie quality uh, content. I shouldn't uh, say for Disney it is for the others. Yeah, I don't yeah. do the, the, the three package. I, I We just have Disney Plus, and I, I prepay through Apple TV, and you get a slight discount. And so it's, it's really not that much money for the, the amount of content. When you add up in the aggregate the hours that we're consuming from it, 
Um, we are decidedly getting our money's worth. Shh. Sorry. Shh. Sorry. Is the mouse listening? Yes. Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> Jeez. I, I enjoyed it. It, it did feel um, like it pivoted pretty hard. And there were um, some lulls. And there were some things I would have liked to see in a different way. I can't make that. I couldn't come up with any of that. And, you know, the final resolution, I mean, the the, the battle at the end, I, I, not, no spoilers. I'm not yeah, going to give full details. But it was incredibly well shot, high-paced, fun, hard yeah. to fully anticipate everything that happened. Um, and, you know, they, they fan service in some ways with you know, some pieces and a oh, lot yeah. of – it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's amazing what they can do now with – I mean, I'm not going to – spoil it but yeah it's it's amazing what they can do and now we're gonna just bring back all these old characters and people that aren't even living anymore and they're gonna have a new life on the big screen so that's cool so i'm very pumped for kenobi very pumped for kenobi really? you and i were talking about it going, yeah. going over to yeah get some drinks and have dinner the other night um i love you and mcgregor and you know I, I can remember when he was cast, and I was so excited for the prequels because I was you know big Star Wars guy for a long time, and the idea that something new was coming out, and they're going to tell the tale of young Obi Wan. But for all of us, Alec Guinness was Obi Wan. Oh, no doubt. So anyone that would be cast, you would initially have you know a little sense of distrust or uncertainty, and then it's like the guy from Train Spotting, like, is that a fit for Obi Wan Kenobi? And then he nails it. Yeah. I mean, he <clears throat> he feels exactly right and he's become an even bigger star since and he's coming back to do how lucky are we that this wouldn't have happened years ago no no this would have been some crappy 30 minute tv special with a no-name actor who would never have done anything before or since and you would in your childhood enjoy it it would be good but then you'd look back at it 20 years later and be like wow that was really bad I was that way with uh, a lot of the, particularly the cartoons. I was a big cartoon fan as a kid. So Saturday was I. mornings were everything. They were the best. So, like, I go back and I watch, like, He-Man. He-Man was really, they, they used the same animated sequences, yeah. like, five times an episode to save money. Yeah. And at a 18-minute episode, like, six <laughs> minutes of it is recycled stuff that's literally on every single episode. Did you ever watch Speed Racer? Oh, yeah. How about every time he would get into a crash, it was, like you said, it was the same yes. sequence. He would go, oh, 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 and he's spinning around. It was so bad. Oh, my God. There he goes. Racer X. There yeah. goes Speed Racer. There he goes. Racer X. Can we spoil that? Do people know by now? <laughs> They're related. <laughs> it's his brother. It's his brother. <laughs> oh, yeah. No doubt. Um, last year in the bigs, last couple years, is it what you expected? I mean, beyond you haven't experienced the, the travel portion of it, at least extensively. Was it what you expected? Any surprises? Anything you don't like that you would like to reveal to the public um i would say it's better honestly really yes um besides the, the nerds you have to work with <laughs> well i mean i'm fitting right in i think or it's setting the trend in that regard yeah i mean to be honest with you i, I kind of burnt out in the minors i mean i was in there for 15 years yeah. it was all bus travel when i was single and it started i loved it i loved every second of it so give, give me all of it but as the years went on, you know, we're dating, then we get married, then we have a dog, then we have a kid, then all these other life events start happening. You know, all your friends are getting married, they're having kids, people are dying, and you have to miss this stuff. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, an excellent avenue for so many that want to achieve and get to the major leagues. 
but independently they are the minor leagues and it becomes harder and harder to justify for the 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 caliber of game and the, it's heft in terms of win and losing and what it means to people and the compensation like I, mean, I have to miss another thing I have to miss another thing I have to miss you know my mom's birthday's in July and I didn't see her on her birthday for 15 years I mean if you're doing it in the big leagues it's just such a different meaning to what's happening it's so much more um, legacy oriented it has so much so much more significance to all people and to me um, and it's just it's different you know and, and so to probably the biggest thing is just how much I enjoyed doing games that matter and also doing them for a team you know I've been able to work at a high level nationally between radio and television and other sports um, so and I've worked NFL playoff games. I've done the NCAA tournament, but I'm there as a neutral national third party. Mm-hmm. We don't really care who wins. We literally just want a good game. <laughs> yeah. But to work for a team where you can foster relationships, where you can you you can have essentially a rooting interest. I mean, you're you're you don't want to be outright biased, but do you want the home team to win? Of course you do. Yeah. Why would you not? You're a moron if you don't want the home team to win. It's much easier to cover a, a good team. <laughs> yes. That. Trust me, I know. <laughs> and so to me, that was probably the biggest takeaway is that you know, all due respect, I love my time in the minors. I loved a lot of those people, and in the minors, that's what be trumps everything even more is you forge relationships with people that regardless of what uniform they wear as a coach as a player as whatever you want the people that you like that are good people to have success wherever they go and and that's true to some extent in the big leagues too but the team allegiance means a lot more because the guys care if they win or lose the fans care if they win or lose and in the minors it's not minor league baseball for the most part for the fans who attend there are exceptions it's affordable family entertainment. That's right. what it's sold as. That's what it is. Yeah. And if you mess up, they're on you. <laughs> Social media. God love all you people. <laughs> I don't look at the comments anymore. <laughs> you read the comments. You definitely read the comments. <laughs> no, not anymore. Sometimes I would, but just on certain things, I know I'm not reading the comments. Oh, I agree with you. And there if, are certain and, posts I'm like, just not going in there. I'm not yeah. going to do it. Not getting that. Yeah, no. the, uh, the one of my best friends is a huge baseball fan who basically had the, the, the old baseball encyclopedia memorized stat-wise, which I, I don't know how the heck he did that. I am incapable of that. Um, he, he constantly sends me texts of different, mostly baseball, but general sports-related stuff only for the comments. Of like, <laughs> you got to read, go like five down, oh, no. and then start going down this thread. And, I mean, admittedly, they can be really funny and really clever. When they're personal in any way, then it's, it's different. Yeah. I always like the, uh, the ones of it's a guy. It's obviously a burner account, whatever you want to call it, but doesn't have a picture of himself. It's not his, his or her name, and it's got, like, one follower. You know. You just And they're, they're just keyboard cowboy in it. Yeah, just to do it. And they want a reaction. I yeah. mean, that's where I've been with people on air and off air, but related to broadcast that have had moments over the years of whatever and uh, and have started, you know, getting really worked up over things that people write. <laughs> it's what are you going to what are you going to accomplish? Yeah. What are you going to achieve? You're going to win? Oh, yeah. What? You're going to have a 
prolonged argument over something, you can't win. Right. Like their goal, their win is to get you to reply. As soon as you reply, you lost. Yeah. No, there's no doubt about it. So just to let everyone know out there on social media that it has, if you're listening and you have beat me up previously, I know I'm a nerd. I know I screw up. Just standing there. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. That, that story's beautiful. You're stuck with me. Sort of like Ken Grippy told me years ago. We got you. <laughs> Another fantastic set of stories. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not going to keep you too long because I don't want to go too long because I'm going to hit you up as the season goes on. And he is now officially the Jim Day correspondent. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know if this is the pinnacle or probably just the opposite. You're career's going downhill now. Like. No, this is full zenith. This is it. <laughs> this was the real goal. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just zeroed in and said, I need to be a regular on the Jim Day podcast. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure, sure that I talk to Sven, and he's going <laughs> to coordinate everything. You know, he's my okay. people. And All then right. uh, your what's your butler's name His again? His name is Graham. <laughs> <laughs> Graham Wellington <laughs> is his name. Full tails, cummerbund, I can see the whole thing. <laughs> The wispy little mustache, the severely thinning hair that's still straight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Don't read the comments, John. Don't read the comments. I told Bado that, too. Just don't read the comments. That's right. He's on Insta. He's, he's on TikTok, too. Oh, goodness. Have you seen the TikTok video? I've not. Oh. I don't have TikTok. So a I friend of mine sends I didn't me either. TikToks all I the time. I didn't either. See, I was avoiding it because I have people that were they just lose out. He's addicted to it, by the way. Hold mm. on. I'm giving away something. By the way, Joey Votto is your guest next week, folks. <gasps> yes. And, uh, yeah, he does talk about the TikTok. I'll just give you a little preview. He talks about being addicted to TikTok. There's something schooly around here. You know what? He he goes all in when he never does anything. He If he's going to decide to do, he's going to go on. He asked me, like, do you edit videos? Because I need an editor. <laughs> like, oh, he's getting serious. He's getting serious. So. Was he offering to hire you? I don't think so. No. He just wanted the program to do it himself. I don't, you know, I should have, I should have asked what the price is. <laughs> <laughs> come to think of it, missed opportunity there. So imagine he pays well. I would think you could get taken <laughs> care of. Yeah. I think compensation would be a problem. <laughs> wow. What a missed opportunity. But this is all previewing what you're going to hear next week when Joey Votto talks about social media and TikTok and many, many other things. So I can't wait. Again, Joey, don't read the comments. Don't read the comments. Listen to Jim. He's your senior <laughs> advisor. He's on payroll. <laughs> yeah. I wish I, was. I had a chance to be on payroll. I can edit videos, too. Oh, well. Maybe on down the road. But he'll be very successful. He will soon have hundreds of thousands of followers, if not millions, at some point by the end of the season. Because he's entertaining. So, As are you, my friend. Ugh, I don't know about that, but, oh, yeah. but thank you. Oh, yeah. When I need pop culture... Material, I'm coming to you. When you need total nonsense garbage that just... No. No, man. You are dialed in. You are locked in. I need smart people on this show to disguise the host's inability <laughs> in such areas. So I need smart people. Thank I you I love you, much. Jim. I love you. Just standing there. <laughs> John has the rose I gave him in his mouth right now. It's time to dance. What a budding bromance. <laughs> All right, keep it right there. We'll be back in a moment. 
It's knowing that your door is always open and your path is free to walk. Life can throw a lot at us, but through all the ups and downs, your financial future will be ever gentle on your mind with Western and Southern. From life insurance to investments, our one-on-one -on -one guidance is customized for your needs today and in the future. Western and Southern, life insurance, retirement, and investments. Visit westernsouthern.com slash rest assured to get started today. Ever smiling, never gentle on my mind. Oh, yeah. You know him as Sam LeCure. I know him as Nails. 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 Sam LeCure, how we doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, about to nail this broadcast. <laughs> We are coming to you from Goodyear, Arizona, the television booth in Goodyear, Arizona. So this is an impromptu interview, as promised, like I talked about in the open, folks. So I'm going to get right to it. Um, would you accept this rose and be a Jim Day podcast correspondent? Of course I will. Thank you. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, come out smelling like a rose. I yeah, I, whatever you need me to do, Jim, you know I'm here for you. Just so you know, Sadak has already accepted a rose, so this is sort of like The Bachelor, where there's more than one person gets a rose, so please don't be jealous. I've had a lot of practice at being a bachelor, so I should be. I should nail this as well. Speaking of nails. <laughs> how was the off-season? It was an unusual one, but how was it? It was good. Uh, I was moving into Missouri, uh, bought a house there at the Lake of the Ozarks. I'm sure you all, yes, I've seen the show. Uh, yes, it is like that. Um, so it was a little di bit different weather than I was used to. Hold on, are you laundering money? If it's like the show, are you laundering money? No comment. <laughs> <laughs> if I had any money to launder, I would, man. It was a long winter. Um, it, yeah, it was, it was weird with not knowing what was going to go on with the baseball season. Um, you know, just kind of checking boxes about what was going to go on down there and you know, seeing if they were going to allow me to come back. Uh, so I try to keep as quiet as possible so I didn't ruin that. Uh, so just recently bought a house uh, up in Cincinnati, and hoping I'll be there for a while. So looking forward to getting up there and, and getting this thing rolling. How about this? And Ozarks, and now you've got a crib, a house to be in Cincinnati. That has to be exciting. It is exciting. It, it was really exciting right after baseball <laughs> ended the lockout. Before that, it was like, oh, boy. Homeboy needs a job, okay? <laughs> the word of the day is job. Uh, yeah, but it is, it is exciting. I, it's kind of crazy how you get woven into the fabric of a city. You know, I've been going up there now for 10 or 12 years, and uh, everybody's – I just feel really comfortable there. It feels as home as anywhere that I've been in the last however long. So this is breaking news. Sam is growing up. <laughs> That's false, fake news. <laughs> That's fake news. Well, here we are in the broadcast booth, and I, as I told John, it, more than one rose has been handed out. John, he accepted the rose, by the way. Bring it on. <laughs> the more the merrier. This is not a challenge. This is not a challenge. This is a brotherhood, okay? This is not bachelorhood. It's bro brotherhood. This is a brotherhood. I, I love the brotherhood. Thanks for including me. Actually, I just included myself. You didn't ask me at all, so. You're the, one, you're the one holding the microphone, dude. That's true. I'll do anything to keep a gig. Speaking of uh, needing a job, keeping a job, um, yeah, that's always the goal. It's People say, what's your goal for this season? Stay, stay employed. Everything else falls stay, under the – Stay on the field, yeah. stay healthy, and the numbers will come. Everything else falls underneath that umbrella to stay employed. And 
You look at this face, and it's amazing. What a country that they're still putting me on TV. It's incredible, isn't it? I mean, I've heard I've got a, a voice for TV and a face for radio or something like that. Is that right? Uh, yeah. No, you got it. I'm ugly and annoying. <laughs> Let's just go with that one. Yeah, that's perfect. That's got a nice ring to it. Now, this is audio. Obviously, they can't see, but uh, you've got the full beard going on. Are we going to stick with this look, or what, what's the plan? I think at least for April, uh, since my co-host will – mainly be Annie Sabo and not Brian Giesenschla. I don't have to fight for beard time with her, uh, I hope. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think I'm going to go with it for at least April, and we'll talk to Gies uh, when he gets you know done with hockey a little bit, if he's going to keep the beard. Is he going to keep the hair? You know, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to figure all that out. So do you guys talk? Do you talk about the outfits and stuff that you guys? A little bit. I'll always bring a couple different outfits up there because – I was kidding. This is real. You guys talk. Yeah. About, I mean, about, about, I bring two jackets every, everywhere, just in case we have ones that are a little too matchy or if he's like, you know, got a loud jacket or I do, we don't want to go double. Yeah. A little bit. Well, here's the thing. You got a lot of loud jackets, but you, you, you're digging, you're like jumping all in on this look on TV. Yeah. I mean, why not? I think it's, it's kind of fun. I never really could figure out how to dress myself. Uh, when we do the polos, it's, uh, that's makes it easy, but having to color coordinate and it's easier now that we don't have to do ties. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, it's good. I mean, it's fun. Look good, feel good. Right. Yeah, No doubt. Now you sound good during the games. Now, pre and post game show uh, now that you're kind of settled in uh, you're a vet now how's uh how's it going how you like it i love it man i have been surprised that people are asking me how long you've been doing this i think this is my fifth year doing this now went like 35 games 70 games something or i guess covid yeah. and then last year was you know did 130 plus and now we're going to do something like that again this year so um obviously it makes it Nice to go to work when you enjoy the people you work with, yourself included, Jim. I know everybody, I've given you credit for ushering me into this new chapter of my life. Um, but, you know, you and, I mean, have familiarity with Gies and everybody who's been around because you guys covered me, you know, and then bringing John in. Uh, John's been awesome. I love working with him. Getting to see, you know, Barry Larkin's pretty cool. I mean, heard of him. Um, you know, and Chris, you know, all the guys. So I love, uh, I love to get to see the cowboy. I've known the cowboy, but I mean, that's that's a big part of it. And uh, so I'm excited to get. And I know you got some more of this last year, but to be able to get down and on the field and like talk to the guys, like I miss going down there and rapping with the uh, with the fellas. So I'm looking forward to that for sure. Now you say that you give me credit for bringing you in this business. Other people blame me. <laughs> Maybe I should have chosen my words different. I was like, that stupid Jim Day, what are you doing that for? I kid, of course. I, I saw the talent lurking, just lurking. So it's all good. So I, I noticed there are a couple of gray hairs in that beard. Oh, yeah. Are you getting used to that? I, I mean, like get it. used to it. I like it. Really? I do like it. That's part of the reason I want to keep the beard. Come on. I swear to God. I like a little salt and pepper. I feel like it's uh, kind of a badge of honor that – at the ripe old age of 37, I've lived some life, and I've stressed myself out, as you can see by the bags under my eyes, Jim. <laughs> I'll get used to that as well, because uh, mine are really bad. So you got the, what, we got the goatee here with Sadak, and we got the full beard. So we got the, the facial hair. We're covered. We're covered. Yeah. Yours. What do you, Sadak, what do you think of this, this beard look? I adore it. 
Uh, he, Charlie Blackman is on notice. It's fitting they're playing the Rockies today. Uh, I, I really do treasure it. I would like to see you go full ZZ Top. Can it, can it really lengthen? We can give it a shot. I mean, we'll see. Right up until when I get an email, I'll CC you in on that when they're trying to kick me off the TV. But yeah, yeah. I like it. Well, now it's it's being broadcast, so it's it's out there that you yeah. can go full ZZ top. If you're going to go clear through the month of April, you might as well make it worth it. Just let it grow. Yeah, I I mean I like to, I'm going to keep it clean, but I'm going to let it go. Yeah. How sure. long would it take? You know, like Chris Welsh, if if he doesn't shave for like a half a day, he's got the full beard. Oh. <laughs> I think this is probably like. Um, I don't know, maybe a month and a half of growth or so. So, I mean, it's getting out there. It gets out there okay. It took me a full, like, six months during COVID to actually get it. So it's like, oh, wow, you got a beard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, five months in, you could still play for the Yankees. <laughs> now, we are going to talk baseball throughout the season. Now, you've agreed to accept the Rose. That means that I'm going to call on you regularly. Are you ready for that? Yeah, what else am I going to do? I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not working hard. <laughs> I mean, I'm free. It says on the, the deal out here, it says working employees only. <laughs> My badge wouldn't scan in. I'm like, no, I'm not working. I'm uh, hardly working. Well, perhaps we'll chime in on the call of you and Giesenslaw talking about your outfits that day. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> I've gotten emails about it. You know this. You know this. I do know this. Believe me. I'm not trying to. P.O. anybody. How was the uh, one last question for you? The set up there. Get a little raucous. I spent many years of my life on that set at home. Uh, it's a little raucous up there, yeah. It took them. They put that drink rail. They put the drink rail around there. It used to not be there. And it took people like two innings to realize, we can beat on this thing. I have to thank you for that. Yeah, it gets wild down there we try to honor the fact that that's kind of the house that jim built down there uh we we know it's true uh the condominium or whatever you call it yeah the condominium yeah so i was uh i think about you every time they start banging on that and i really am going to get you something special uh you next time you open your door and there's a a flaming bag on your doorstep make sure to step on it twice Well, you know, it's fun. I, it's, fun. Yeah. it's a lot of fun. When you get that good energy, that's why I much prefer to do the games from the ballpark than the studio because no, no, just feel in it. Yeah. Uh, so it's good. Yeah, love to get all the faces on, and uh, it's a good time. So have a good season. Thank you for accepting this rose. Always some laughs to be had in the broadcast booth. We have a good time, and uh, you know, I'm very, very blessed that. As a broadcast group, now I'm not going to name any crews or names, but trust me when I say this, we're around all the other broadcast teams, and not every broadcast team gets along. There are guys that just don't like each other, and they don't really talk off the air. We as a group, though, we hang out at work. We hang out away from work. We laugh. We all get along, and I feel very, very blessed that I'm surrounded by guys that I genuinely like and genuinely get along with. It makes life so much better. And uh, I'm just very, very thankful for the group that I not only work with now, but I've worked with in the past. So you're going to hear those guys and some others coming up throughout this season of the Jim Day Podcast. And once again, next week, the return of Joey Bottom. Can't wait for that. Thanks again 
We will see you on down the road. Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.